just in general, what are some of your favorite books that you've read this year? And it doesn't have to be published in this year, but just books that you have read in this year. <clears throat> Lord. Is this one of those things where it could, because I wrote it down, y'all want me to start and y'all think? Yeah. No, honestly, yeah, I think I've mentioned like so many of the books that I enjoyed right. already. <laughs> okay, now the other sections, but let me like you know go back to my list and make sure I had to do homework today. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, I tried to do homework. So, two books that pleasantly surprised me, and mm-hmm. at least one of them I know I'm probably gonna try to go back and reread was Bitter Medicine by um, Mia Zai and Survive the Dome by Kozuko Jackson. So Bitter Medicine is about, I can't remember her exact fey type, but she's in hiding. Um, Her youngest brother almost killed their oldest brother trying to take his powers and so because she's terrified that the youngest brother's going to find them, her and her oldest are in hiding and she pretty much has downgraded. She used to be like one of the top A, B level agents. And now she is like bottom of the barrel C, D agent, but it's entirely on purpose. Um, one of the higher ranking agents basically becomes infatuated with her and it's about their love story. Um, her trying to get out of hiding and him fighting for his freedom because he is under some sort of spell where he cannot tell his master who is one of the head honchos of this agency no like he pretty much has to do everything that he says and of course because they work for like this government agency that means murder and kill all kinds of stuff so um there's one major secret that he's keeping from this person that they don't know about and he has developed a reputation from one of the cases that they worked where he had to kill some individuals they were innocent basically um so it's watching their love story come across i am not doing a good enough justice of the summary but the summary is what caught me and then since reading it, it's one of the books that has stuck with me. I think it's just really beautifully written. Um, and then just learning about language in a different way. So um, I tried to read Babel by R.F. Kuang this year. And mm-hmm. while I think it is a good, excellent book, the linguistics and the teaching and the learning that you're going through, you get hit with it throughout the book. So I made it about 20% in and was like, this is just too much for me right now when I knew I was kind of in a funk. Um, while Bitter Medicine was teaching you about linguistics and language in a more palpable, easier understanding of a way and just translations. And I really, really enjoyed that. So I will go back to Babel eventually, but Bitter Medicine was the one. Um, The next book is Survive the Dome. Basically, it takes place in Chicago. The mayor drops a dome around inner city Chicago and everyone's on lockdown. You can't get in, can't get out. There is no communication with the outside world. And it's basically what they're trying to do in Atlanta with Cop City, That, but in a book form. Um, I normally do not go for books like that, but this one was actually really good. It follows, I think he's like 17, 18-year-old journalist. He gets locked in the dome, and he meets one of the hackers who is trying to unlock the dome. 
and then um, the daughter of the scientists that created the dome that have gone missing. And basically the three of them basically save the people within the dome that they can save. Um, and by the time you get to the end of it, it is set up for a sequel. But Kozuko Jackson has not said anything about if there will be a sequel. It's upsetting to me and my friends because mm-hmm. I really do think that this book is super well written and um, it hits very close to home because we're watching it happen in our own lives and in our own inner cities and how they feel like they're going to fix black on black crime or just inner city crime as a whole while recognizing it's just basically a way for, for them to abuse and hurt black and brown bodies but a very good book that I did not know that I would like that I ended up liking quite a bit this year so those are probably my two picks for like standout books that I had low ex- or had no expectations for that kind of wowed me good lord <laughs> you want up rain or what no go ahead go ahead so, I found myself reading, rereading um, Eric Jerome Dickey's uh, Chasing Destiny. And it's always the same. I was going like some old tweets. Like, I used to, I was probably when he was still here with us, I was um, used to follow him on Twitter and we used to always talk about how it was one series of books that he had, um, the Midnight series. And I was just like, telling him it was one character that died in like the last book that I really, really found myself attached to. And I was like, and I remember hitting him on Twitter. I was like, how dare you kill this character in the book? He was one of my favorite characters in the book. And he was just like, well, you know how it goes, you know, somebody, you know, has to go and it unfortunately has to be a beloved character. And I was just like, nah, nah, you could have kept him alive. You could have killed somebody else, something like that. But Chasing Destiny definitely was a book that his books kind of like play off of each other. Like this book definitely has, um, Chase of Destiny definitely has roots and like further books down the road of his and everything. And it was, the whole thing was about Destiny, the girl, the, the main character was Billy and she was known for riding the motorcycle bikes and everything. And she was messing with, with a married guy. And, and it was like, I guess they were found out how their, um, she found out he was married because they was leaving the movies one day and all of a sudden he sees the like the wife, her parents and their daughter just comes up to them and a whole bunch of stuff happening. And it's just two different stories. Like it's the Billy dealing with the 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 um husband and everything. He's trying to get her back. And his daughter Destiny <laughs> she um Wow. She's, you know, a teenager in the book, but she ended up, you know, something ends up happening to her with um, a group of other people that she ends up hanging out with. And it all got recorded on video and it got distributed and everything. So they're trying to find out what was going on with that. And the whole, it's a, it's a whole domino effect with, with that side of the story. And so. I just it's like I find myself like reading his rereading his books because I just enjoy his you know his storytelling his his storytelling how he you know puts you when you're in the book it's like you're right there you can see the scene play out and everything and another thing I used to do was the songs that he would talk about there I would like um make a playlist of them or whatnot and just listen to just listen to them as I was just like on a random day or whatnot but 
Um, yeah, Chasing Destiny was definitely one of my books that I reread that came out ooh, close to 20 years ago. Um, and I know I'm going to go back and reread, um, we'll probably re-listen to uh, Black Cake again and watch the series again. And um, I don't know, that's like my, my two for right now. I know I have more, but they're not coming to me right now. But those are the two that we reading right now. Yes, good. Well, kind of like Reese, I, I took it back. I took it back. I um actually started rereading Invisible Life by Elin Harris. I um felt very nostalgic and wanted to travel back to the '90s <laughs> through books. Um, little known Black history fact: Elin Harris is my cousin, and I um hold up. Yeah, him and my mom. Right back with my parents are siblings. So oh, yeah, wow. him, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So I um I was like, yeah, let me go back. And I realized I don't have every single one of his books, but I remember reading them as a kid. And if you know, there's certain things, and I think it happens with everyone. When you get to a certain age, the music, books, and fashions of that time kind of define you, even if they change for you personally. And going back and reading, even just holding his books it, and um, Eric Jerome Dickey too. Like when I think about Milk in My Coffee, which was the first book of his that I read, like the cover art and everything, like that just takes me to a place that is like safe, comfortable for me. Uh, even though like the content is like raunchy and erotic and grown people fucking, but I'm like, yes, this is my childhood. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but that um, Invisible Life really, really took me back. And I had to actually stop reading it because I got, so emotional um and i don't i'm still unpacking that so you know more on that later maybe but like reading through that um going through the process of writing on my own and relating to oh lord okay i'm gonna get a little bit deeper now i probably should but relating to the words written by someone who i looked up to and admired found out we was related, has now gone on to glory, and then also wrote books that at a certain time in my life, these were like very pivotal um, stories for me to read as like a young queer kid who was like in the 90s, because, you know, it wasn't like 2023, it wasn't two niggas asking each other to prom back then. So um, it it put me in a space that was like, I, I got overwhelmed. It was like, I had to put this down, even though it's the same words that's been on the page since 91. But uh, but that's one that I'm going to kind of dive back into and start from the beginning of his entire um, um, back catalog. Um, and then the other book, uh, which I mentioned earlier, is Dark Corner. That is a book that I have been rereading every single night, but not in the way of standard standard like reading. I um, when I go to sleep, I can sleep in silence, but I have to. Um, I prefer to have something playing if it's, you know, white noise or whatever. But I happened to stumble upon this book, an audiobook version, and it was 18 hours. I said, well, let me go to sleep. Just put it on. See what happened. I ain't going to get through the whole 18 hours. And I am in a space where I am quite literally experiencing this book in a way that I never thought I would. It's one thing to read a book. It's one thing to listen to a book. But it's one thing to listen to a book like this and have it essentially invade your dreams like i true and 
this may be a little out there, but when I wake up in the morning, I truly feel like I am in this little town in Mississippi because I'm so immersed in this space where it's it's just in my head. And I've 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 never experienced that with a book before. And so this is really I, I can't stop replaying it. I, I have not read this book chronologically. I don't even know everything that happens in it. I know when I wake up, there's something going on. Somebody in the hospital, then there's a vampire over here and somebody traveling here. So th- those are my my rereads and all that. All right now that I haven't tried. You know what? There are times when I listen to podcasts and stuff when I am sleeping and or napping, not necessarily sleeping. So I feel you on that. Um, so books that surprised me this year was or were ballet books. So I fed her to the beast and the beast is me, which is horror. And, uh, but ballet is very central to it. Shadows and Whispers. This is by Casey Mills. Plie, a Wicked Moves book by A.H. Cunningham. And Dances by Nicole Cuffy, C-U-F-F-Y. All of them, you're talking about black ballerinas in different forms. So some of them is, we have a horror, we have an erotic, we have, um, I don't want to say women's fiction, but, you know, like a, a regular fiction book. And uh, Shadows and Whisper is also the same. But who knew? This year, four books, Black Ballerinas. That surprised me in the fact that I enjoyed all of them. Our Secret Society, Molly Moon and the Glamour, Money, and Power Behind the Civil Rights Movement by Dr. Tanisha C. Ford. It kind of sort of is a memoir, but it isn't. But the way that she laid it out, the story of Molly Moon, that's the memoir part of it. But then also just giving the history of the fundraising and the philanthropy of the civil rights era from the 40s till about 65, 70-ish. And what it meant to be a Black woman boss in that era and having people tell you, pipe down. Very interesting book, totally recommended. And there are pictures. So even though I do know that that there is an audio version, I would suggest going for the pictures. Also, two books that um, I've reread and would recommend, but surprised me right in the beginning of the year, The Idea of You by Robin Lee. This is a book that had been sitting on my Kindle Unlimited for about two years. And I just thought, "Ah, I'm just going to read it. And was completely surprised. It was written by the actress Robin Lee. She is a black woman. And the I remember the controversy on Instagram where everybody was like, we know Robin Lee is black, but there was a white woman on the cover. Is, Wait, you mean, hold on, time out. You mean Robin Lee from Deliverance from Evil, Robin Lee? Yes. Wow, okay. Wrote a book. And it's a good book. And it's going to be adapted for a screen and the main character is supposed to be played by Anne Hathaway. So it's like this thing where everybody was talking like, is this character black or no? So, but I just was like, fuck it, I'm reading it. 
completely surprised me. Very good. I am interested to see what she does next. I think that she would be uh, a very good writer to follow and just kind of keep your eye on. The Grim Reaper's Lawyer by Mia Monique. This is another book that we mentioned uh, during our Renaissance monster fucking books. And the sequel is coming out soon. I think they, she said spring 2024, but I would totally recommend that. Um, the rereads that I have. So before Bloodmarked came out um, in November, we were reading it slowly, but I got the audiobook and read it with my mom. So that meant, well, he had to read Legendborn. So that meant that I read Legendborn again this year and then Bloodmark. So that's twice that I read them both. And uh, here's the one that really stuck with me. I got the arc, Mo. So <laughs> I got the arc and uh, I, I was completely surprised because it, it is called Symphony of Secrets by Brendan Slocum. Now, he's the one who wrote The Violin Conspiracy. If you've seen the movie American Fiction or the trailers for that and what it suggests... Yo, Shawanda, you be pregnant again? Yo. I You can tell that... Like, who was this book? That was my question. Like, who is this book written for? Not me. Uh, I don't think it was written for the blacks. I think that it was very much written for the white people. But since he got the clout and was in all this list now, I should also say that it came out during um, the performative allyship. So everybody was rushing to put diversity, like publish people of color, also highlight them on their list so they can prove that they were hip because this came out in a classical music world. White people were very excited. And then this book comes out. And I was like, meh. But I decided to request it. Was very surprised when I was approved for it. Loved it. I, it was one of those books that I stayed up all night to read. And then I was telling my mother about it. And she said, well, we, when it comes out, I'd like to read it. So I did. And it held up. So this is definitely a surprise. Something that I would recommend. It's still set in a classical world. But this one is more of a thriller. In that... uh, Let me see what I can say without giving it away. It's a dual timeline. Where um, a mystery is being unraveled in current day. And then we find out what really happened in the past and there was a um <laughs> now this part i can think i can say it won't ruin it so there was a white composer who had a foundation and he wrote for i think about the 36 olympics i think i think it was like the 1936 olympics uh, I think the one with Jesse Owens, the in Germany, where I think that's about it. Uh, forgive me if I'm wrong, but 
essentially what happened was um, he was this great composer and he decided to write an opera for every ring, colored ring for the Olympic symbols. And four of them were produced and the fifth one went missing. And then all of a sudden it was found and they had to go to this black person who had studied him to authenticate it and then get it prepared for people to uh, hear it because it was missing all these years. And then as he was doing this research, he found out some secrets and the foundation wanted to silence him to keep those secrets from coming out. And I was like, what? It it was completely different. So I, the first book almost felt like a peace offering to say, I'm just going to get in the dough. And now that I'm here, kapow, hit you with the blackness in a totally different faction. So that one really surprised me and total reread for this year. And the last one is Demon's Dream. Like you said, uh, Rain, what was the book that was like 18 hours and you read at night? Mm-hmm. The, um, yeah, the vampire one, Dark Corner. Yeah, this this book is 700 pages plus, like 763 or whatever. And this is what I read at night. So it's kind of like, I'm kind of sort of sleepy. I am not really... Um, you know, like my brain, I'm trying to cut my brain off, but because it's so familiar to me, it'll like lull me to sleep. And because it's so many pages, then, you know, I could just read a few pages and I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm ready. And then go to sleep. And that's my book that I read, even though it doesn't necessarily have gore, but it's a black romance, two couples. One guy's name is Demon. His real name is Damien, but his street name is Demon. So that's the, so it's not a paranormal romance. But essentially, it takes place in Texas. You have this fictional black, I don't want to say mafia, but gangster world that's self-contained. And something happens where essentially there's a daughter for a daughter because they do arrange marriages in a way where one daughter kind of escaped. He was like, oh, well, the only thing that's going to make this right is for your daughter to be ruined like my daughter was ruined. And then that girl gets sent to Demon. And he was only supposed to have her for 30 days, but that time wasn't enough. So that's what this story is essentially about. Total romance. It's smut-a-tut-tut which is always a good thing. And that is my reread. So I've, I've tried to uh, subtly recommend it to the KU crowd, but everybody is like 763 pages, whatever it is. Folk are like, nah, bruh, you ain't gonna get me with this. But seriously, it kind of zips through and total recommend it. It's a comfort read at this point. Okay, anybody else has any other books that they want to mention before we talk about books on our radar? No? Okay. So what are some of the books that are on your radar that you want to read in 2024? Doesn't have to come out in 2024, 
but just like I ain't read them this year, but I know about it and it's on my list. We want to start with me because I have this whole stack of books like this, as tall as I am. Yes. Okay. So we have my Mariah Carey book. We have Carrie Washington. <laughs> we have Prince Harry. We have um, the whole Jasmine Gilroy series that you gave me. Gilroy series. We have Bridgerton books that my kids gave me. We have <laughs> um, the whole um, her books that you sent me, the um, book box. I've got um, what was that one you told me to read? The, the church girls one. I got that one. I probably got about 50 books at the house that have not been opened. That's just to name a few of them that need to be read. Oh, I have Jay Shetty's book. I have both of Jay Shetty's books. Um, <laughs> it's pretty sad. I've had absolutely no time to read this year. So I have a whole bunch and hoping in 2024, I will have a bunch of time. And then I know that you bought me some books for Christmas. So we're going to add those to the book. <laughs> At this point, I have a wheelbarrow of books to read. And that's just the few that, you know, are right there on the top that I can just seeing my bookcase that's in my room where it says, read me, but my bed says, oh, you need some sleep. So I've got about, you know, I don't know, 52 weeks of reading. <laughs> All right. You're not going to make me feel guilty about buying you more books. No, I'm not making you feel more guilty about buying me more books. I want the books. And one day, mm -hmm. whether I get to read them this year or in 10 years, they will get read. Books never go out of style. Very true. Well, for me... um, Every single book that was targeted by that Kate lady, I just everyone I want to at least buy everyone. I want to spend my money to get a copy and start going through them. So I ain't saying I'm gonna finish them all next year, but I do plan on um, getting every single book on that list is my way to kind of try to support them folks. Um, also, just generally, I don't have a lot of books that are just like on my list, and more or less about getting more indie books and more books dealing with horror and um and mystery because that's something that i do enjoy i like trying to figure out what's what and that will feed into my own writing for next year so specifically the, the kate targeted books unfortunately and just more indie books more indie just be it terrible or good i just want more indie books i want to put money in more people's pockets who don't have these big deals that some other folks got um, for me, this could be us. Um, definitely can't wait to read that. Tia Williams, the what's what's the what's it called? A love song for Ricky Wilde. Yeah, that one. Who's the South African author? I need to get her the the, the follow up book for the um the one we read um last year. Therese Bahari. Yeah, Therese Bahari. Um, that the follow up book for that. I need to get. I need to read that. Cause I told you how. We talked. We talked about that. How it was a slow read for me, but then once I picked it up, it started getting good, and I was just like, "Okay, so I need to get that." This, the other book that she written for that. I don't know. I guess whatever else. I mean, I know you definitely have suggestions for me. You'll be like, "Hey, you should read this," 
or it'll be something that you say you should you should listen to that you should listen to this or audio book or something like that so I keep my options open but for me if it's if I see the story if I see a book and it reaches out and grabs me grabs my attention then I'll read it you know that's how I got started my whole reading journey anyway it was just like I was working at Walmart and um, Omar Tyree had just released Just Say No and I would just keep walking past it that was just like just kept standing out to me and I just said you know effort on a payday went and brought it and that journey just started rolling buying books and reading them so definitely on my radar to read I'm so glad that you said that because those are two of our picks for the upcoming first quarter, well, first half of the year. I'll speak a little bit more about that in a few minutes. For horror, Rain, you and me both. So I have The Reformatory by Tanarive Du, The Ebony Gate by Julia V and Ken Beebe, The Princess of Thornwood by Kalia Morrow. Also, JJ at JJ Mastermind, which you can find on Twitter slash X, has a thread of 100 plus Black books releasing in 2024. Just some of them, like you said, the sequel to Blood, I think it was a Blood Debt, uh, Blood and Justice is coming out this year. The end of the trilogy for The Beasts of War is coming out. Also, the poisons we drink and so let them burn. Those were the two that two of some of the books rain that were targeted. Uh, that's on my radar. Also, Lore of Wilds is on my radar. N.E. Davenport's Out of Body, Sierra Birch's Something Kindred. Those are horror as well. In the romance section, like you, Kennedy Ryan's. A sequel to Before I Let Go, This Could Be Us. A Love Song for Ricky Wilde by Tia Williams. I think that we're unofficially Tia Williams's book club and Tia just needs to come on and, and play with us because we have officially read Seven Days in June and did a podcast and also The Perfect Find. So I think that, you know, I, I should hit my Dwayne Wayne and her DMs. Please, baby, please. Also, uh, A Legend in the Baking, The Partner Plot, which is by Christina Forrest. The first book came out this year. The Kiss Countdown by Etta Eaton. When I Think of You, Maya Ariel, Curvy Girl Summer um, by Danielle Allen. Those are some of the ones that are also on my radar. Pride and Joy by Louisa Onomi. Cheryl Lister's No Reservations, Delana R.A. Damerson's Redwood Court. I have all of those via ARC. I just got to read them. So they're on my radar because I have to read them and give them a review, as well as Mayor of Maxwell Street and American Queen. Also on my radar that I don't have in historical fiction is Ours by Philip B. Williams and the sequel to The Davenport's. Uh, this one is called More Than This. Talked about cousins. There is a, a cousin of mine that's got a book that's coming out in adult science fiction and fantasy. And that's Archangels of Funk by Andrea Hairston. 
and I think that I'll stop there. I don't really have any poetry books that are on my radar this year. And so if anybody has any recommendations, I would love to hear or read them. All right. So we're going to start wrapping up. Last question before we just freestyle it. Buddy Reads or Reading Challenges. How did y'all do this year with those? Lady D, go ahead and go first. Our poor little Buddy Read went to the wayside. It's a beautiful cover, both books, but I don't think I got past chapter three. We're talking about Skin of the Sea by Natasha and Bowen. Yes. Beautiful covers. The covers are gorgeous. Both books. I got both of them. Did you you hear her pulling Aretha Franklin? Beautiful gowns. Beautiful gowns. Hey. Well, she invested some money in the cover. But yeah, unfortunately, I did not do well in our buddy read. Not at all. I feel ashamed. No, no, don't. Because... You did you did complete blood marked and you did complete the perfect find. I did, but I still wanted to be on track, but it just didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's all right. We 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 start strong in 2024. What about you, Rain Reese? Nope. I read nothing. I I read them four books I didn't mention. <laughs> no, I ain't did no buddy read. I ain't did no challenges. I read comic books and that was it. And even that, that was few and far between as well. So I'm trying to get caught up now on this little holiday break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just a perfect find for me. But then that book, I was just like, nope, can't do it. Well, no, see, you and I read Worthy. Okay, we did do that. And Jeezy. We did do that. We're doing well right now. There you go. <laughs> so you ain't just too badly now. Okay. <laughs> I keep forgetting that audiobooks count, and I'm just like... Audiobooks yeah, count. Like, okay, so yeah. Okay, and so Brittany. I did, a, I did do a little something better than I expected myself to do. That's right, and Brittany. Oh, yes, 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 because we started talking about that, and it was like... <laughs> that's that's what I said. You got me. You got me to write your reviews again. So I thank you again for that. Okay, I did okay. Um, my reading challenges are pretty much on Storygraph. I completely did the bookish dozen from Once Upon a Bookish Book Club. I hit all their prompts. I hit all their prompts for Books Are Magic. I read Black Authors Challenge. But uh, Missy Elliott's Readathon, 14%. The uh, 2023 Professional Book Nerds Podcast Reading Challenge, 83%. A Lit Babes Indie Romance Book by African and Black Authors, 67%. Now, you know I should have rocked that, but no. Essence Fest Give Back Readathon, Zero. <laughs> so I'm saying like uh, the free black woman's library reading challenge, 64%. Uh, but let me tell you what else I failed miserably. My own challenge of 12 books by uh, recommended by 12 friends. Rain. Mm-hmm. 
I ain't get to your book, bro. Hey, I'm not mad at you. And I honestly forgot, and, and I'm not going to lie, part of my problem was that uh, some of them were just not in the library. Mm. So I did finish Bloodmarked. I did finish Michelle Obama's The Light We Carry. I did not finish W.E.B. Du Bois' Black Reconstruction in America. Elin Harris, A Love of My Own. So you mentioned it today, and I was like, ooh, shit. Um, <laughs> A Girl Like Her by Talia Hibbert. That was recommended by Miss Simi. I ain't finished that. Me Power by Dr. Lanisha T. Adams. I ain't finished that. Jaleesa recommended, as well as Madame Lizette. Daisy Jones and a Six. I did read that. Uh, Before I Let Go was on here. I did read that. Percy Jackson, Rick Reardon, um, with Kid 2. I did read that. Saving Our Own Lives? Nope. In Search of Sisterhood? No. Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Diaper Overload? No. <laughs> Ajia, you chose Aphrodite and the Duke? No. And I overread... Uh, let me see what they said so far that I read. 269 books. Ooh. And I ain't finished those. So it's easier for me to read books that I can get on Kindle because it's its own singular light source. And that's when I read is when the kids and the family, like they watch TV and I don't want to watch what they are watching, but I'm in the room. So I got to pretend like I'm semi paying attention. I'm not, but I pretend. So that's when I read and at night. So if it, if I have to read a, a paper book, ooh. also my mom and I read an audio book a week. So that bumped me up quite considerably, but that also means, you know, I'm not watching as much TV so when the TV does come on, we watch what everybody else wants to watch. So, but there it is. So I, I failed with books that I could not put on my Kindle. So free for all, as we wrap up, anything else that you all want to say about your year in books and, or what you are looking forward to next year? I know I'm just going to make a conscious effort to just read more and just, you know, like books I got on my Kindle, just go through them and just read them and just, you know, kind of just build my list of book read books for 2024. Nice. Yeah, same, same. I just want to read more. I think I want to try to knock out these books that's actually on my bookshelf. I don't, <laughs> like, I'm staring at a whole. Oh God, a whole shelf just full of books. So I want to um go through those. I got a lot of that one white man who he has great books, but my God, is he asshole? Um, <laughs> Patterson man, I really enjoy. Oh, yes, his books all the time. Yeah, they're really good, but there's some I, I probably won't buy no new ones. Um, what I got, what I paid for, I'm gonna read though. I don't care about none of that. I paid so I'm gonna try to just knock out the books I actually own first. And then hopefully, I'm going to say read six books next year. Six novels, like six. six. If I say six, I'll probably go over. But if I say 24, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to make it. So I'm going to say six books. <laughs> and see what so happens. So you tweeted about 
Should I see? Should I see you tweet about Kirk? I said, did you read a book, sir? Did you read? Hey, don't be honest, because my God, yeah, I need it. So that's that's my goal. Six friggin' books. All right. Mm-hmm. My goal is to read what's on my shelf. Not all of them. <laughs> At least two. Okay. And 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 then our buddy reads. So our first buddy read is what? I'm gonna get there. I, I will say this. The first half of the year, I am dedicating to read what you got as well, where unless it is a book that I already put myself on a list for or I've pre-ordered or something along those lines, I do not plan on ordering or impulse buying or, or getting anything else. I want to read what I have. Knock on wood. That's what I'm trying to do. But one to twin. But one to mm-hmm. twin. You know what's mm-hmm. gonna happen? No. You know what's gonna happen, one to twin. Somebody's gonna suggest a book for you to read, and then here you go. You're gonna be like, okay, I got a new book for us to read. And you're gonna <laughs> throw it on the list of books that has to be read for us. And we're gonna look at you like what happened to your your um your goals. You're gonna say, damn the goals. <laughs> 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 I was yeah, I do have that squirrel, you know, type of attention span. Listen, like, she got me. She listen, she, she got me this week. I'm sitting here like you was like I was like yeah, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about doing Will's book. And here she go, oh yes, um, start on Will's book because this that happened. And I was like, are you serious? And I'm listening. I was like, oh my goodness, this man. I was serious. <laughs> I said this man is living a life. Come on now. Absolutely. I, I said that the corny guy rapping, I said, it's not the same guy to be that's like living this life of just what he's doing and everything. <laughs> well, I figured he had to have something else that's going on because he did pull Jada. Mm-hmm. Do you think and uh, it, man his caliber couldn't pull Jada? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. So I knew that there was something going on. I mean, when you listen to Jada, I, I think I said to Madame Lizette, like, I think Smith be maybe swing and swaying. Like, mm-hmm. who knew that he had it in him? Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, here he is talking about getting caught doing doggy style in his mom's kitchen. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Who knew was... that you had this in you, sir? Doggy style in your mama's kitchen and oh. got caught. <laughs> Look, he, knew, he knew. He knew. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter what the rest of us knew. He knew. Mm-hmm. Hell, she knew too. I was just like, who knew that he was? Uh, yeah, so I mean, she did kind of. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, 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 I'm just wondering how the conversation went, though. <laughs> I'm just wondering how the conversation went, and then next thing you know, they in the kitchen on the floor. <laughs> like, oh. yeah, it's it's an experience. But, but you're like, right. I, like I told, like I told you, we have we have slash had our types, and I was just like, when you said the whole Murray go round girl, and I was like. Hey, girls, them all look good, you know, so. <laughs> I Yeah, it, it's interesting because reading those books back to back, like in conversation with each other, you see why they were married. You mm-hmm. see why they are still married and that it, they were seated in each other's lives in a way that they didn't know. So when they met, like, I get it. I completely get it. So we're talking about the Ebonauts book picks. From January to May, we have Bell Hooks, All About Love. 
I figure we want to start that in January. We should all start our year off in love. And then be in love though. (laughs) No, no, no. No, it's not simply romantic love. It's just love in all of its forms because there is a it's it's part of a trilogy because then there's also like salvation, which is love in a black community. And there's a third book I can't remember right now, communion, which is about love in, you know, in sisterhood. So it's literally love in all of its forms. And it also marries well with another book on our list. But in February, there is a release of rain, not rain. Excuse me, most. Ray Coleman has something coming out. Let me find out. Yeah. No, no. Well, no. I mean, well, do you? But it's soon, sooner than we think, and we'll all support. Uh, a love song okay. for Ricky Wilde is coming out February 6th as a release date. I'm not suggesting that we read it in February because I know that it may take people a while to get it. If you are going to get it from your library, please look now and see if you can put yourself on a list. Um, But if not, you want to purchase it for yourself. Pre-orders are great. You do not have to worry about going out. Will it be there? Just let it be delivered to you, to you in hard copy or on your Kindle. On March the 5th, there are two books that are coming out. Both of them are on our list. The Poisons We Drink by Bethany Baptiste and Kennedy Ryan's This Could Be Us. This Could Be Us. Okay, now... The Poisons We Drink, that's one of the books we've been talking about because it was a targeted book. I do wholeheartedly recommend it. You can get a signed copy from, if you're on the East Coast, from Loyalty Books, which is in the D.C. area. And if you're on the West Coast, you can get it from Sister Sci-Fi. So if you want to get it indie, those two places are good and then i uh think she also has some cards character cards that go with it as well but again it comes out in march i'm thinking about moving it a little bit later just to give people time to get the book so what's the book that i'm suggesting in the meantime the children of blood and bone by tomi edayemi now why am i saying let's read that book because the third book is finally coming out this year. So that means you, you have we have about two 500 plus page books to get through before it's summer release. That book is available now. There's probably no wait in your library to get the audio or the other books. So those are the books that we're kind of looking at to read together from January to May. And we do invite you to read with us and the Ebonauts. Okay. Anything else anybody else wants to say? Like, I ain't talk about this book. Um, no, just my vampire book. Just pick it up. Pick it up. Brandon Massey. He he's a he's a Negro. And his book is black. It's black as hell. <laughs> All right now. Um, I forgot to mention um, Bad Fat Black Girl Notes from a Trap Feminist. Mm-hmm. That's one of my I need to finish that one books. Also, um, Token Black Girl, I need to get into that. And it's a couple other ones. The Other Scandal, that's you put me on that one as well too. Mm-hmm. I need to um, finish that up as well. So I need to 
<sighs> start pressing, pressing, um, open on on the Kindle and get the reading. Um, the art of the scandal has been optioned for television by Universal Television and Julie Plex, my so-called production company. So that may be interesting. Also, we talked about Tomi Adeyemi's Children of Blood and Bone series, and it has been optioned for a film. It's moving forward because uh, attached to it is Gina Prince Blythewood. So I think that would be... (laughs) Interesting, huh? Now you know she attached to something. We getting something good. Well, I hope so. And then the Skyland series has Will Packer uh, attached to it. So looking forward to seeing what those adaptations, those uh, adaptations do. And hopefully they won't be stuck in development hell, and, and you know, will well, actually be adapted. So- Strike the door, so get get to working. <laughs> get to working. Okay. So, does anybody else have anything left on their hearts to say, or are we clear? My heart is clear, filled. <laughs> okay. What about you, Ray? Yeah, I'm clear. I'm. Uh, my daddy was a glass maker. Hey. <laughs> what about you? You can sit in front of the TV. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Lady D? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. So then for Dame Lizette, who had to uh, jump off, Sarice, Rain Coleman, Lady D, thank you so much for joining uh, for joining me. I hope that we have given you lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff to read. And then you can come talk to us about it if you want to. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Alrighty. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Bye. See you. Bye. Bye.